Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing the Godfather at chumbacasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. <laughs> Did you bring wine? I got the glasses. You guys, I made a quiz. No, I didn't bring anything, but I'm here to have fun. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, and welcome to the official Broad Wasted podcast, where we're drunk on theater. I'm your host, Brian Plofsky, and I never wanted this. This day, well, back in the day, I would love you till the day of Jenny's Blues. Nice. Ooh, look at Albert's turn. What they never tell you is that if it's a little bit less than when did I go wrong, then it's beautiful. Joining us today are the usual That's Family, including Kevin whatever, Jager. I was really hoping I would get that one, so thank you. You're welcome. Kimberly, our should-have-been-you game master and unofficial babysitter for the hour. She is stuck on the A train, so it should have been here. We'll be here later. It's like the should-have-been-you twist. She'll, right. she'll magically appear in a little bit. Yes, 100%. <laughs> That's right. Um, and with us as a guest, you, we've, we've wanted to talk to you for so long. We've seen you in quite a few things, and we're so pleased to have you here. You may know her from a ton of stuff, but some of the highlights include Silence, the musical, Spelling Bee, South Pacific, Priscilla, It Should Have Been You, Escape to Margaritaville, Wicked, and of course, The Twilight Saga. Let's give a big Broadway welcome to friend of the show. <laughs> friend of the show. Lisa Howard. Woo! Welcome. Thank you so much for joining us. We really appreciate you taking the time. Well, thanks for having me. And I would love it. I would love it if all of your bios moving forward at the end say the Twilight Saga. Like just in all all capital letters. Absolutely. It has to be spelled out to be read just like that. Yeah, and I'd like I'd like to be very clear that the intro I wrote has the Twilight Saga in all caps. 
<laughs> as, it, I, as it should. Yeah. I recently watched all of them for the first time. And the and I'll just keep this short, but they are an underrated set of movies because the, the first one is is a masterpiece because it knows exactly what it is. And yep. like by the time I'm at the fourth one and or fifth one, I don't even know. I'm just so tired. And then and then I'm just I'm and then all these things happen. Spoiler alert for Twilight Saga. People start dying left and right. And then I'm so deeply sad. And then the twist happens and I'm like, thank God, because these are my these are my wolf friends. These are my vampire friends. I didn't want to lose them. So and it's not it's not even just like they died. It's like they're like faces get ripped off. Like, it's oh, my like, God. <laughs> but that first movie is a triumph of tone. Um, and and consistency in tone, that first one. Anyway, um, what are you drinking? <laughs> oh, my God. Well, I usually use this when I'm making, you know, your classic old-fashioned. But I've just poured myself a wee smidge of some Sazerac rye whiskey Ooh. to just sip on. And, and, and it's good by itself, too. Because it's a school night for you. Well, yeah, I got a matinee tomorrow. Ooh. So, you know, I can't go crazy. Yeah, we understand. You got a lot of topics <laughs> to do. I mean, maybe not me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> maybe not me per se, but yeah, there's the, a lot of tapping around yeah. me. Uh-huh, yeah. uh-huh. Well, right. actually, <laughs> it's probably worse if you were the one with the hangover on stage with all the tapping around. Yeah, right? Oh, my exactly. God. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Kevin, what are you drinking? Uh, I'm staying consistent with keeping a, instead of a lemonade pitcher, I have a margarita pitcher in my fridge and it's yeah. the greatest thing I've ever done. And I thought it was just going to be a summer thing, but here we are in October and I'm still doing it. <laughs> here, here we are. Yep. I love it's it. just, there's something really nice about coming home after a long day of work and just being able to grab a pitcher and pour it and just have one cold margarita right away. Like it is just stellar. <laughs> oh. oh what was that well, look who we have here it should have been you at the top kimberly there she is hello hello we're just in the what are you drinking so you didn't miss that much oh, oh and we talked about twilight a lot that's the other <laughs> thing you missed <laughs> all right <laughs> hold on let me put my headphones and i can barely hear you Sure. Um, while she's doing that, I have a Windridge, a Windridge Cider Company, um, locally sourced hard cider. Um, I've been, I, I, I found it in the fridge. I don't know how old it is. It's probably purchased from the last time Kimberly was over here. Um, but uh, we, this weekend, I went to a bar and ordered a Pilster. And I don't know how they brought me a pumpkin cider, and now I'm like very into ciders for the next couple of days. So, <laughs> so it was a happy accident. Yeah, I a, can get behind that. Yeah, the pumpkin cider really surprised me. It was I very. Swear, good. It was the funniest swap. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Like this is not what I want. Yeah, I, <laughs> but it was good. That's amazing. Yeah, delicious. Hey, Kimberly, what are you planning on drinking? Jay poured me something. My poor little husband that I texted furiously when my train was late. So let's see. Oh, that is a gin and tonic. Yay. There <laughs> you go. Spectacular. 
Spectacular. Well-deserved. <laughs> <laughs> well, now that we are all here, uh, we are ready to go. So let's start with our first question. Uh, Lisa, what's your favorite musical? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> now that, that's, that's a hard question. But I have to say, I, I think my favorite musical, especially the one that made me want to do musicals and to want to get into this business was Les Miserables. That was the show that made me say, yes, yes, I'll I'll do that. (laughs) Sure. Sure. Now, where did you grow up? Was it more about like the movie musicals that got you into it? Was it the tours? Was it, was it, did you grow up outside a city where you got to see, you know, bigger productions of things? Where did your love um, start? I grew up in Akron, Ohio, and I think I got my love of musicals from listening to like albums of the shows. Mm. I had, you know, an actual record albums, not tapes, not anything like actual sure. albums. And I remember listening to Annie and The Sound of Music and Grease, and I loved them. So, I mean, I think I first, and I, I loved like movie musicals as well, but I think I really, cause I loved to sing and, uh, I think I fell in love with musicals from listening to albums. Yeah. Sure. I, I was, mean, that was it. Was there one that you just like completely burned through outside of Les Mis potentially? Oh, I mean, I listened to that Annie recording, you know, like, like, I, over and over again. Oh yeah. yeah. And I loved the movie, you know? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think Annie, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, you, you mentioned Les Mis and that is an answer to a question that we sometimes give. And I'd love to hear what your answer is. Um, that was a terrible segue. What a segue. <laughs> but, uh, terrible segues is my MO. Welcome to Broadway, Sid. Um, uh, so we have a question here. If you could live your life and play every part in a musical, so you go back in time oh. and you're and you play the kid or the youngest person in that musical, and then you every you know x amount of years, a la uh, merrily, like you play another part, um, the older version of that character or or an older version of that character until you can play all of them. What show would it be, and what kind of track would you create for yourself? And Jenny doesn't matter. <laughs> Dear God. <laughs> oh my God. That's a, that's a big one. <laughs> um, oof. What show? Oh, hold on. Wait, I could definitely do the sound of music. I yeah, such a good Wait, music. No one said that. Before. No one's no. ever said that one. Oh my god! And with all I those mean, kids, you'd work forever. You'd gig out so much. This is what I'm saying. I would move from the youngest kid to the oldest kid. Yes. Get to do 16 and 17. Then I'd be Maria, and then I'd be Mother Abbas. Oh yes, yes. and you but could see, also be the Countess. That's I was going to say. You do Maria for a while, and then you become a little jaded countess. about the industry, and yep. then you're the Countess. Oh, wow. I can for the good... rest of my life. <laughs> oh, my God. And, and then when you're finally done, you can just be part of the polka trio that wins the second place. Like, <laughs> and they, like that's definitely like, an, like a princess track. Like, you show up act two, you walk out, you come back. I mean, and speaking <laughs> of favorite musicals, that is another one of my all-time favorite 
musicals, the movie version, the stage version, like everything about that. So Les Mis and that, I'm set. What a good, spectacular (laughs) answer. (laughs) I'm clapping for that one. Thank you. Thank you. Um, Fantastic. Do you know where else you could give great answers? Where, Brian? Tuesdays in in the the corner corner with Kevin. Kevin. It's Kevin's Corner. Thank you. Thank you for coming to Kevin's Corner, where it's my part of the show, where I get to do whatever I want, and which makes it the best part of the show. Um, so I have had the pleasure of seeing you on stage multiple times, but one of my favorite and slightly inebriated times was when I got to see you on stage in uh, Escaped Margaritaville. Of course. Yes. Where you got had a pivotal moment, spoiler alert, where... <laughs> Where you got to sing, you know, okay, I have to play this right. You, okay, so you were with a bad guy and you got to break up with said guy and then sing a like, fuck you ballad that was Cheeseburgers in Paradise, which, which ended, which ended with you flying a la like Peter Pan, Mary Poppins style toward a giant cheeseburger with human legs. So, <laughs> were there human legs for that or just the clouds? Did the clouds have human legs? There was something that had human legs that freaked me out. But you did fly toward a cheeseburger, I think correct? that's okay. I, I, I like it. I did <laughs> fly towards a, towards a buffet table of cheeseburgers, yes. Yes. So, I'm assuming that when you were a young like hopeful actress, you never expected this would be a scene or a song that you would sing and play out. So what I would like you to do never. for me. For, <laughs> <laughs> so for this segment, can you give yeah. me five of your favorite artists, like recording artists, non-Broadway? Um, okay. Uh, <laughs> what a segue, Kevin. You're, yeah, yeah great. that's strange. I feel like I need to write these things down <laughs> that's um, when you're in kevin's corner yeah right um find my favorite recording artists uh adele okay I love adele i love i love some taylor swift great a swift um, a swifty uh-huh um does it have to be like recent or can it be old school too it can be whatever you want i mean who doesn't love a little like Billy Joel. Great. Um, uh, I mean, can I say Barbara Streisand? Absolutely. Yeah, right. And really old school, you know, I used to listen to with my mom. Karen Carpenter. Oh, oh she's lovely. Great. Right? So here's what we're going to do with those five people. So did we'll I name start- five? You did. Yeah. Okay. So we'll, we'll, we'll start with Adele. Okay. So Adele, one of her biggest songs is the Hello song. So can you take the Hello song and put it into one of the musicals that you've been in on Broadway and figure out how it would fit? No! (laughs) (laughs) The Hello song, not Hello by Adele. Right. So you're taking the Hello from the other side, that one. So you're going to put that into one of your characters. So like could... Could Morrible sing that to the wizard when she's trying to explain to him something about Alphaba? Like, where could you put that into your career? 
I believe in you. Dear God. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> Sing a bit of the song. Now I can't even think of the song. You know one that's like, hello from the other side. I uh, must have okay. called a thousand yes, yes, times. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, thank you. I was like, what? Um, oh, my God. Okay. So where in any role I could put the hello Correct. You might want to. You might want to pour yourself some more rye for this one. <laughs> no, hold on. Wait. Wait. Mm, okay. Um. Now I'm thinking. <laughs> uh, morable. No. Um. <laughs> I mean, morable. Go I ahead. Sing it to the, I can sing it to the wizard. <laughs> Absolutely. And give it a backstory that the two of you dated and he like wants to get back with you and you're like, nah, not happening. Yeah. I could, t- I could totally do that. Or, Great. Or you sing it to the kids when they lose in spelling bee. <laughs> oh my God. That's yes. Oh, that's good. Okay. So now we're moving on to Taylor Swift. Never, ever, 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 ever getting back together. When what character could sing that in your career? Oh, um, <laughs> I could. Uh, Rona Peretti from Spelling Bee could sing it to Principal Panch. Yes, perfect. Billy Joel, and he sings. Uh, piano man. So where could you stick piano man subtly into a musical? Yeah, that's the subtle song, all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Huh? <laughs> um, um, oh, Madame Thenardier uh, could sing it to the mass, you know, during to Mr. Thenardier. And as one of the pub songs in Master of the House. Oh my God! If they, if Master of the House took a break to do all of Piano Man, uh-huh. and then went, and then went back to Master of the House, it, it would be great. Yeah. The theater would explode. Yeah. Like people couldn't handle that. And the orchestra uh, would get overtime. Okay, so we got That's two. Right. There's, there's two more. Barbara Streisand, great. So we're gonna pick. Um, Oh, which Barbara Streisand song? There's so many. Uh, so many. We're gonna t- we're gonna choose. Uh, I finally found someone. Just cause I love that song, the duet that she did yeah. with the one that's like I finally found someone. The like '80s song she did with like <gasps> Rod Stewart or oh something. God, I forgot about that one. Well, that could uh, easily have been stuck into it. Should have been you. Oh, that would have been so good. Ah, that would have been amazing. Okay, and the final one was Karen Carpenter. So we're going to do the uh, Close to You. So where could you you put Close to You in in your your career? Um, hmm. Uh, Um... <laughs> uh, this is a 
This is a top 10 hardest Kevin's Corner of all time. Yeah, it's really <laughs> difficult. I mean, I'm really having to think. Oh, you know what? I have played Mother Rabbis in The Sound of Music, and maybe she could sing it as like one of her prayer songs. She'd be like, close to you, but she's talking about God. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 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 uh. Close to you, G-O-D. I love it. Oh, my God. You have successfully made it through Kevin's Corner. Well done. Wow. <laughs> I, I was put through the ringer there. Sheesh. Uh, 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 Hold um, on. Wait a minute. <laughs> yeah, there you go. You <laughs> definitely earned that. Um, also, the, the Streisand duet was with Brian Adams in 1996. Thank you. So it was not the 80s or Rod Stewart. I was a little confused, but that was fine. We got what I was, Whenever I was listening to that as a kid, I always sang the barber part anyways, so it didn't matter. <laughs> 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 All right. Uh, so I want to do some rapid fire questions with you. I'm going to okay. name one of the things you've been in. And I want you to just whatever comes to your mind first, you know, what your first reaction to your experience with that, like a funny story or a word or whatever the case may be. Um, and, and that's how we'll kind of uh, we'll rapid fire through uh, highlights. Okay. Okay. Here we go. Uh, silence. Fringe Festival. Yeah. Mid- midnight shows. <laughs> oh. Those must have been very fun. Like, did people come back and back again for, like, those midnight shows, like a Rocky Horror, or, or uh, you Not necessarily, but that was like, you know, going and doing a show after you've just done a show, mm. and then going and doing someone at, at something at, like, 11 or 12 at night. It was pretty fun. It was That's cool. Bet. <laughs> um, spelling me. I mean, this is my Broadway debut. Mm. You know, like so fun. Different show every night because you never had the same spellers. Yeah. Um, I mean, dream come true. Would you ever thought the show, like the show that would be your like Broadway debut would be like a, that kind of like a comedy, smaller, like a crazy kind of like improv-esque piece? I don't think I'd ever heard of, or seen a show quite like it. So I don't even think I could have predicted that. You know, I had no, I always mm. thought, oh, maybe I'd make my Broadway debut in the chorus of some show or whatever, sure. you know, like second tree from the left or whatever. And I'd be happy about it, you know, but yeah. never going in as a role like that in such a unique show. So, yeah, I mean, that's what it's, you know, you couldn't have asked for something cooler to be a part of. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, Priscilla. Crazy wigs. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I was finding glitter in my house six months to a year after Priscilla was done. Wow. <laughs> my husband would be like, oh my God, there's glitter, you know, and it, <laughs> it would have been months that it was done. That's so good. <laughs> That's when you know you're in like a really great gay musical. You just can't get rid of the glitter. <laughs> Seriously. Oh my God. <laughs> uh, South yeah. Pacific. Oh, just gorgeous orchestrations. Mm. Um, we, during the sits broke, because they had, they used the original orchestrations with a, like a 40 piece orchestra. And it was stunning. And I'll never forget we were in the, like the big rehearsal room downstairs at Lincoln center and the orchestra opened with those strings on that Valley high where it was like, 
ah, we were all like, just, oh my God, it's so beautiful. You know, and it was so gorgeous that at the top of the show, I don't know if any of you got to see it, but they yeah. pulled, mm-hmm. they pulled the stage back and you yeah. could watch the orchestra oh. play this gorgeous music. And oftentimes I would be standing in the VOM just watching the, yeah. the overture. It was, it was one great. of the most gorgeous things I've ever seen. Where, like yeah. everyone like gasped and then like, yeah, I cried during the overture. Yeah. It was yeah. just stunning. Yeah. <laughs> so crazy. It should have been you. Shine daily. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I, she was, she was great. Um, I learned so much from working with her and being around her and, absorbing and, and um she uh she did this thing where she would always be ready early and she would go around and knock on everyone's dressing room door and mm. check in before the show every night she went around and checked in with every single person in the show and i was like oh, she's just a class act she's pretty great and that was your, you had the big Tony performance that year. Yeah. Was that exhilarating, terrifying? Did you black out in your head and don't remember it? Like- oh, I remember I was nervous for the rehearsal in the morning. Cause you usually go in the morning time, have a rehearsal. And then, um, but you know, when you're doing the show and you're doing it eight times a week, like it's just, you you're, it's just in your body. And I remember mm-hmm. being there that night and I was like in the zone. Like I wasn't nervous really at all. I just went out and I did my stuff. And the only thing that was funny about that performance was because there was a weird lip in the stage where like a, like a track. And I remember crossing over it, you know, and, and on my way back, I was like, I don't know where that track is. It was big enough to where your heel could get caught in it. Mm. And so in my mind, as I'm singing, I'm thinking, don't get caught in that trap. You know, like the weird things that get caught in your head. Yeah. And, I, and I can see it when I watch the, the, tele, the, the televised, you know, performance of it. I can see because I step kind of shallow, you know, like, and I can see, I can see myself avoiding the track because I didn't want to get caught. <laughs> no one else would really know, but I know that I'm sure. like, oh God. Don't get that's caught so in good. <laughs> oh, that's yeah. so good. Yeah. So going back to, to spelling me, because you had mentioned a little bit, like during your debut, like, do you, are you a person who like will enter and then like <clears throat> certain performances, like be done and be like, I don't remember a second of what happened. Or do you like truly remember every moment of kind of those, those um, cornerstone performances in your career in terms of debut or going on for someone and, and not having been, you know, prepped more than a day or something to that. Oh, sure. Well, I mean, do I remember every second of every show? No. I mean, I did the show for two years. That's a lot of, that's a lot of shows, you know, I mean, do I remember specific, uh, times like there are certain times you know like we had guest spellers like one time we had julie andrews as a guest speller in the show you know i mean that was amazing you don't forget that or one time one of our uh, uh, deborah had called out mid-show and so we had to pause while her understudy got ready to go on and we tried to kill time and we knew david hasselhoff was in the audience so we called him down to be a speller just to kill time (laughs) (laughs) 
And he was a good sport about it, but he was like, uh, okay. <laughs> we, you know, we totally put him on the spot. Um, you know, so I remember definite moments like that and, you know, being on stage and trying to think, you know, looking at the people who were guest spellers and trying to think up funny things to like say about them. And so, you know, do I remember every minute of every show? Of course not. But, you know, they're definite highlight moments that, <laughs> that will, sure. I will always remember. Yeah. Awesome. And you did, you got to do Spelling Bee, which is, was obviously a, a brand new show. So you got to kind of create this amazing character, but you've also done things like Wicked where you've played a character that's kind of established and has been like, like in the musical theater zeitgeist for a while when you took it over. What is, do you feel like you have a different process when you're creating a character as as opposed to when you're stepping into the shoes of a solidified character? It's totally different. And the way it sinks into your brain is different too. I found, you know, like, there are certain things that they want you to do and want you to be when you're stepping into a role. And I mean, inevitably it's going to be your own character because you are you and you, there's only, you're not going to imitate anyone. And plus it's been around for so many years. There's been so many iterations of the character, you know, you just try to hit the, the beats of the show, but it's still going to be you, you know, um, mm-hmm. whereas you're creating a, a, a show that the process is different. And like, you might say, how about if I try this here and then it'll end up in the show or not, or, you know, like you're really help helping more to shape who and what that character is by the choices you make day to day in the rehearsal room, which often end up on the page, Mm -hmm. you know? So that's, it's a totally different process. And the way it sinks into your brain is, different um like i was supposed to be i don't know if you know this but i was supposed to be in the original company of priscilla i had got cast Mm. in the original company but i had to turn it down because i had injured my knee and i wasn't going to be healed in time to do it yeah and so then when the girl who then got my part when she was leaving eric scotto my good friend who i went to school with and also the dance captain was like your track is open you know and i had never even done it but like um and so then i ended up just going into that show mm-hmm. uh so it, it all worked out in the end even though i originally had to turn it down but that was me stepping into a role and I, um you know just like me stepping into wicked and, and it's different because you're not there creating it or saying this doesn't work for me can we try this mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what i mean you just here's what it is and make it work <laughs> really you know um so it's a different it's a different process totally yeah Absolutely. um I, I have one more question can i ask one more question brian no so, your corner <laughs> sorry, is I'm sorry. over <laughs> i'm sorry i know but i just you are such an insanely talented vocalist and i know that like uh, Kate Schindel once talked about how you have to be careful to only do things in a rehearsal room you're willing to do eight times a week. Cause she talks about like the thing with legally blonde where she optioned up one rehearsal as like, kind of like for fun. And then they were like, do that every time. And she was like, ah, so like, and then it became a thing. Have you ever in your experience? Cause I know your, your voice is insane. Have you ever done something that then you were like, I can't believe I just let them know I can do that. Cause now I have to do that eight times a week. I am living that right now. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> so in this new ver- 
version of 42nd Street, Maggie and Bert now have this song where they sing a verse of Plenty of Money and You. And there's this part where in rehearsal, it goes up to like an E. And in rehearsals, I was just mixing it. I was like, I'm going to belt that. I'm going to belt it one day in rehearsal. And so then once I did, then you can't go back. And so... (laughs) It's like a long, held out, like high E. And I'm like, ah, no. And, and so in, it was fine. It was nothing. And it was like, oh, this is great. And the first sign of a cold, you know, like the weather's changing. Mm-hmm. And I was like, uh, 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 one day and I went to hit it. And I was like, ah, and then it just cut off. Like it was just not there. And I was like, <laughs> oh, shit. Shit, you know, like I can't. I was like, and then for the next like three shows, I was like, what did I get myself into? Oh my god! <laughs> what if I can't do? We've got to have a plan B, you know. I was like, <laughs> so I'm literally living that right now. Oh my god, that's so, that's good. That. <laughs> so good. Oh man. Yeah. Um. <laughs> uh, uh. Escape to Margaritaville. Yeah. What about it? <laughs> oh, we're still doing rapid fire questions? Oh, yeah. Still rapid fire questions. Oh, this is rapid fire. <laughs> um, although I love your reaction. Yeah, it was a show. <laughs> wow, wow, wow. Um, okay, here's what I have to say about that show. Who doesn't like Jimmy Buffett? Yeah. Why didn't New York audiences come? It was so silly and fun, and I thought it was going to run for like five years. And those <laughs> those margaritas were incredible. Listen, yes, they were. If we could do like a ranking of like theater cocktails, like at every show. The Margaritaville margaritas are the top of my list forever. Mm-hmm. They were the best. They were, they were affordable. Yeah, that's what it was. It was a twelve dollar margarita, normal price drink. And then you're so drunk at the end and uh, beach balls fall on your head and you're like, yeah, this is exactly. heaven. This you is have literally. Act two because then by in the end of act two, you were having the time of your life. And, <laughs> oh my Jim, God. Jimmy Buffett songs, beach balls, yeah. a silly story, great dancing, great set. You know, I mean, like what's not to love people? Yeah. And speak, so speaking, speaking of story, there were two gentlemen in your ensemble who I don't know if the, the the anybody else in the cast knew about this, but they had a very detailed backstory that they played out silently during the entire show, where like they were clearly a couple who had gone on vacation together, and at one point they broke up because like the one was looking too long at like the guy who worked there. I swear to you, like I I I watched the whole show and was fully paying attention to the plot, but these boys did this elaborately exciting kind of backstory in the the background, which was so fun to watch. And when I was, when I was drunk at the end and the beach balls were falling and they were back, like dancing together, I was like, they got back together. Like it was like, (laughs) it was like the secret plot line that I felt like I was so excited to watch. So I don't know if you know which two I'm talking about, but it was genius. I can can guess. I can guess. But I thought it was an amazingly talented cast. It was yeah. so fun. We had, I mean, Paul Nolan and Allison Luff and, mm-hmm. and, and Rima Webb. Like, it was just a great cast. And I think people, your audiences just turned their noses up at it. You know, like, yeah. I was like, that show was every bit as good as Mamma Mia. Yeah. You know yes. what I mean? Like, well, every key, the most comfortable seat on Broadway. 
<laughs> Although think, it's a ginormous house to fill. That yeah. It is really huge. Oh yeah, yeah that's so I will true. say I we we underestimate and need more uh jukebox musicals that have their own storyline that aren't just like bio musicals. Like yeah. like the Mamma Mia's, yeah. like that, like the good vibrations and stuff like that. Like those to me are so much more satisfying and enjoying and clever than like, you know, no disrespect, but like, you know, watching Donna Summer's life or watching, you know, like like whatever the case like right. life. Like it's so yeah. much more fun to just watch your favorite songs in a new story. Um, in a new story. Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, but, well. Uh, yeah. But actually, here's a fun story about uh, Escape to Margaritaville. My That is the first show. We, I won the lottery and I took my now wife on. That was our first. That was the first show I took her to while we were dating. Um, nice. And uh, <laughs> Escape to Margaritaville were in both of our vows. Yep. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> They're married because of you. Yes. Um, Or the margaritas and beach balls. Who knows? Um, (laughs) um, All right. We're going now just to, as a tradition, we're going back to rapid fire questions. questions. Okay. Um, And just the last one. Twilight Saga. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay. Originally in the script, I had no lines. And then while we were shooting that scene, he was like, Lisa, uh, Bill Condon, the director, he was like, Lisa, yeah. why don't you say this? And I was like, yes, 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 I got a line. <laughs> <laughs> but I, orig- I originally had no lines. But I was a huge fan of those books and the movies mm-hmm. um, before I even auditioned for that. And so when I even got an audition for that movie, I was like, oh my God, this is awesome. Hilarious. This is so funny. I love these stories. And then, you know, I end up booking it. It was just crazy. And I'd never been on a big movie set before. So mm-hmm. I was kind of glad when I read the script and Siobhan's character, her skill, I don't know if you, you know, if you remember, like she can will a situation to go the way she wants it to go. That's not a very actionable movie skill. I mean, so I understood why she didn't, you know, have like a big part of the plot. Um, uh, but she was there in a lot of the scenes. So I got, I mean, we shot. I was there for a couple of months, you know, shooting and, and I was in a lot of the scenes, but I just got to kind of be a part of it, but also be an observer, which is sure. great. You know? So I was like a character cause you know, for being like my first big movie set and all of that kind of stuff, I was like, that's intimidating. Cause yeah. you know, I'm used to the theater world. So it was a perfect kind of entry into that and not have any of the weight on my shoulders. Absolutely. <laughs> you know? So it was great. That's cool. Yeah. Awesome. So we um, can't we can't expect like a spin-off sequel with just your character doing I her mean, power. Oh, I'm, <laughs> I'm ready for it now. Great. Don't let's let's will that to happen. Yeah, well, in theory, couldn't your in theory, couldn't your character will that to happen? <laughs> <laughs> that's the meta-ness of it, is that's the movie, is Lisa Howard using the power <laughs> of the character to create a movie for the character. Yeah, done. That's what it is. 
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Um, should we uh, play a game? Would yeah. you like to? Sure. I would. I, I mean, would. a very silly game called Escape from the Wicked Spelling Bee. Oh. Because <laughs> I remembered that Wicked has some funny made-up words. So when it is your turn, you'll have two rounds. The first round, I will give you a word from Wicked that uh-huh. you will have to try and spell for me. Oh, shit. If you spell it correctly, you move on to round two, where you can <laughs> choose to define it if you want, and then use it as an adjective Oops. when I give you a show card to make a revival of the musical. that I. Oh, God. Does any of that make sense? Sure. Who've heard me oh, I'm the worst speller, before. so this is going to be hilarious. Okay. <laughs> I have a long list, so when it's your turn, you can just, just like say when, and I'll like pick one. Okay. So, Brian, do you want to go first? Sure. Okay. Pick your word. Say when. When. Swankified. Swankified. <clears throat> now, do I just spell it now, or do I ask for definition? Oh, well, it's Brian's turn first. Oh, so he'll. Oh, he. Oh, he's going. He, okay. Yes. You, you can spell it. You're oh no 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 no. Brian does a demo round. Ah uh, uh-huh, uh-huh. okay. I see. I see. Swankified. I'm like whispering into my mouth. Like I, I didn't write down definitions, so you okay. can make them up yourselves if you want. Mm-hmm. Okay, swankified. S W. Let me look. A N K. I. F-I-E-D, swankified. That is correct. Oh, wow. Wow. That oh, so was... I'm taking these spellings off of Broadway World message board posts from 2004, so they might be wrong. <laughs> <laughs> swankified. Genius. Perfect. So now um, say when and I'll pull you a show. When. Perfect. Brian, you need to describe to me the swankified revival of Hairspray. Okay, the swankified revival of Hairspray is going to... I mean, it's pretty swanky already. So we got to, like, up the ante. So essentially, the swankified version of uh, uh, Hairspray is that it it now takes place in the future, and we're still dealing with the same segregation issues because the world sucks. And... Um, uh, and But everyone's wearing even swankier clothes, but it's the same songs. Um, because the, 60- the swankies, like, yeah, so exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, that, yeah, and we no longer go by numbers now, they live in the swankies. Um, and uh, and so they they need to, and these are these are actually the children of um, 
you know, um, the characters from this, not the, not the children, but like the descendants of the characters from Hairspray, you know, having to basically, basically these characters are saying like, we're repeating history. This is insane. Um, and, uh, and so they, they swankify everybody. And, uh, that's, uh, that's swankified hairspray. That's the title too. It's swankified hairspray. (laughs) (laughs) Perfect. It may not sell well, but like that we're sticking with it. Yeah. We like it. Yeah. 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 Okay, Test audiences were lukewarm to it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, Lisa, are you ready? Uh-huh. Say when, and I'll pick you a word. When. Let's see. Confusifying. <sighs> Confusifying. <clears throat> C-O-N-F-U- S I F Y I N G. That is correct. Woo! Woo! Good job. Okay, you really swankified that word. Yeah, I did. <laughs> okay, pick. <clears throat> you are uh, creating the confusifying revival of Fiddler on the Roof. <laughs> Confusifying. Confusifying fiddler on the roof. There are no houses in this show and there are no roofs. <laughs> <laughs> the entire first act is just a fiddler walking around trying to figure uh-huh. out where to stand. <laughs> I'd, I'd also like to point out that the two words and the two shows we got already fit those things because Tebby is. Co- Genuinely confused the whole time. Doesn't know what to do. Yes. And hairspray's pretty swanky. So I think <laughs> that you did a spectacular job. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Let's hope I keep. <laughs> let's hope I can keep it going. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right, Kevin, say when. When. <clears throat> Surreptitially. <laughs> okay, surreptitially. The spelling from the 2004 Broadway message boards of Broadway.com. Surreptitially. Uh-huh. I had to sing that word. Do you want me to sing it for you? Yes, please. Surreptitially. That's how it goes in the show. Just if that helps. It's a very satisfying word. S-E-R-U-P-T. Surrept. I. S-H-I-L-Y. Very wrong. <laughs> Would you like a second try? Yes, please. Okay. The second letter was wrong, is what I'll say. Surreptitiously. And I said E, so E was wrong. It was it U, surreptitiously, S U, S U R. Maybe one of those. U O R S U R R. U-P-T, serupt, serupt, I-P-T, ept, E-P-T, <laughs> I-ishily. That's the letter, ishily. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I- is the letter. I-T-I- I don't remember who it was. Sarah Tish. L-Y. 
A L Y. Maybe two A L Y. A L Y. Oh, that's funny. I swear I'm smart. I swear I'm smart. Okay. All right. Uh, when? How do the surreptitiously revival? It's not quite perfectly. So, how would you make sideshow surreptitiously? And I'm pretty sure surreptitiously means like secretly. So, like, sort of. Or, yeah. A secret sideshow. <laughs> okay. Here's what I would do I would every night. I would go to Times Square and pick two of those young, beautiful, hopeful girls who are standing in Times Square handing out flyers for Chicago. And I would be like, we are going right now to the West Side Theater and putting on Sideshow. And so I would just walk through Times Square and like have like, and I would stand there for the night while they're going to do the show. And I would pass out flyers for their performance. So and it would be officially. Yes, very like sneaky. Like, oh no, I wouldn't pass out flyers. I'd have a coat, and I would open it to show people the tickets. <laughs> like, like, oh no, not not like a flasher, but like like a watch, the watches, like the watch dealer guy. So what I just heard is that you're going to Times Square, picking two girls out, tying them together, putting them in a show, and then uh, <laughs> opening, opening your coat. coat to show people the tickets. Yeah. Okay, that's really what happened, but I feel like that's pretty surreptitiously <laughs> how you would do something. <laughs> so I'm going to go ahead and say that that's, that, that was my answer. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, that has been the game because I can't play because the words are on my phone. So I don't. Oh, right. Spelling doesn't really work on your phone. No. <laughs> um, okay. Before, before we head out here, I know that you have a spectacular. A Christmas album that you recorded last year and I yes. know it's that time when people are thinking like what can I stuff that stucking with stuff what can I stuff that stocking with <laughs> what can I give on the seventh night of Hanukkah well have we got something for you the way that you said that was how I was trying to spell things <laughs> <laughs> yeah so tell us about your album yes so my uh, good friend um, Mike Scheib and Brett Lord and I, we, you know, we said we've always wanted to do a Christmas album. And during the pandemic, we were like, well, heck, now we have time to. So let's just create something that we want to create. And um, we did it. They have a recording studio and uh, we put everything together. Mike orchestrated it all. And it was just a labor of love that we decided to do. And I wrote a show. Uh, Basically, I wrote the show first so that I could know what songs I wanted and everything. And um, I did it at 54 Below last year, but the timing didn't quite work out this year. So we're just going to be promoting the album and whatever this year. But uh, I will be performing the show um, for many years to come because it's all based around uh, holiday uh, Hallmark movies, Hallmark holiday movies. And um, it's really fun. And the album's a lot of fun and it sounds great. And um, yeah, you can find it on any uh, streaming service or iTunes, Amazon. And it's um, the most wonderful time of the year. Lisa Howard, most wonderful time of the year. And you should check it out. Awesome. It, I, I'm, I put it in the description, everyone listening. So you can definitely check it out there. 
Um, and then if you're um, if you can get to good speed before what is it November second or November sixth? November sixth. I went time. for all the other odd uh, even numbers, but um, <laughs> November sixth. If you can get to good speed, see Forty Second Street um, and uh, support our friend of the show. Yeah, we're, it's we're a Lisa's. lot of fun. She's belching a high E eight <laughs> times a week. Let's <laughs> <laughs> see how she feels. She's getting her fun, her fun teen on eight times a week. <laughs> oh, no. I, always, I was I, like, what did I do? <laughs> literally, whenever, whenever a girl talks about belting a high E, I think of that uh, forbidden Broadway of Les Mis, where she goes, I wouldn't have to belt high E. Like that it's so good. Uh, so good Uh, uh, this has been so fun this actually brings us to the end of our episode um thank you so much for taking the time out of your very busy schedule to join us we had a blast we hope you did too so sorry for all the spelling challenges Um, (laughs) but uh seriously thank you so much cheers where can people follow you Oh, well, I'm on all the the things, all the social things. And um, just look for Lisa Howard NYC on all it. of Easy. the platforms. Yeah. Beautiful. And I cut off your cheers. 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 Woo. Uh, don't forget, <laughs> you can follow us at Broadwasted on all social media, Twitter, Instagram. You can find us, our Facebook group. Obviously, we have our Patreon. You can find some super fun stuff there. Um, and then, of course, uh, wherever you get your podcasts, that is things like Spotify, like Google Podcasts, and of course, Apple Podcasts, rate and review us there. Five stars, Five stars please. please. And thank you. Um, but we end every episode with a quote. And this we do? time, we do, we do. Sometimes I forget too. Uh, <laughs> my, and this is usually what people say when they come on Broadway, said, my parents keep on telling me just being here is winning, although I know it isn't so. um but uh lisa thank you so much for for joining us we have just enjoyed you to pieces seeing you perform uh and and talking today was such a joy so thank you so much um thank you of course and as we end every episode we raise a glass and we say (laughs) cheers cheers yeah those magic changes baby awesome Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. 
That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.